All right, so we're back. <laughs> Topic right now is a planning commission meeting. As we were recording this last night, mm. was the planning commission meeting. The big thing, I, there, you know, I I have not in person attended a planning commission meeting in a long time, um, but was there in person last night? I've watched a bunch of them online. Um, not that there's really any difference, but there is an interesting little dynamic there that we'll talk about later. But I know the biggest, like the biggest thing, probably even in the election. But also, like for the planning commission, the biggest topic is zoning and like this mm -hmm. big zoning rewrite that's happening right now. And so, uh, you know, uh, I had a talk with uh, uh, actually my ten-year-old uh, about this whole topic because he's like, "What are you?" Because I, I went there last night, gave public comments. Yeah. He's like, "What are you spending your awesome. time on? Like, where that are was you?" Awesome, by the way. Yeah, public comments, <laughs> <was all laughs> comments. Say, yeah, uh, I, I. It's funny because like I, I realized when I was up there. By the way, like I was like, I know. All but like three of these people, like personally, yeah. I was like, I'm not like, like I, I love you guys. I'm just, like I almost apologize in advance for what I was about to say. Um, no, but but um, it is it's very important. It's I think probably like uh, minute for minute, if you're actually spending your time working on this, it's probably one of the more important things that impacts like the most people. So of course you're going to expect there to be a lot mm -hmm. of a lot of uh, strong opinions. A lot of people involved in that discussion, um, and at our planning commission, listen, I like I, I again, I I gave public comments last night, and, and to be clear, because I don't expect everyone to go watch my public comments or anybody else's, but um, I was in favor of getting this zoning ordinance passed like now, like yeah. as soon as possible at this point. Yep. Um, but I also do appreciate uh, it's a man. It's a volunteer job being on that planning commission, and it is. I mean, those meetings are insanely long, and it requires so much of people yeah. um, to be on that. And so there is, again, just like we talked about uh, before in the election, there's a lot of respect for anybody who's willing to put themselves through that. And, and, and honestly, the longer you do it, like the more I, I do respect that you are willing to put that effort in. Because I don't think anybody on that planning commission is uneducated or not paying attention. Correct. Um, and so, yeah. and so like they, they're, they're doing the job uh, from the perspective of like yeah. being prepared. Yeah. They're home. They're doing their homework at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's kind of funny, like from like a, 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 I think of like, this is like, I used to like do other podcasts and like, but the producer mind of me is like, Planning, like discussing a planning commission meeting is like the most boring thing for a listener. So we got to find a way to make it interesting, but I think we probably mm. have an angle um, because this is going to shape. Here's the thing. And this is something that I learned again after I didn't care about any of this stuff. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of buying time until Mike finds what he's looking for. Um, what, are you, okay. what are you uh, doing over he's here? A, he's got like eight tabs up. I think we just, no. yeah, I start the segment uh, over. No, no, no. Like, no, 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 no. I want to reference stuff. I don't want to be like, oh, let me look at oh. No, 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 no. It's fine. But no, I, I but genuinely, I didn't know, like, I, I didn't really care about any of this stuff yeah. until, I, until I moved here and like saw how it was affecting things. Yeah, totally. Because the smaller the town, the more that stuff matters. Um, but, but again, this town is bananas and... <laughs> And and yeah. people are upset, but I interestingly like I've been I, I went to a public forum Monday night for for Lisa Garamoni. She did her, her own event to let people ask her any question they wanted to um, in person 
without any preparation. Mm -hmm. She's one to be held accountable for whatever answer she gives. And now it's the planning commission last night. Um, it's, it's, it's almost all, uh, NIMBYs yeah. or, or maybe YIMBYs <clears throat> and I'm a YIMBY. The reason why I'm I care too. to like, to be like a, to be like a, like selfish and like transparent. The reason like I, why I like, I like this zoning is some of the things that are going to be in my backyard. I actually want those right. things. There's people who those same things they don't want. And just to clarify the acronyms, NIMBY is yeah. not in my backyard. Yep. YIMBY is yes in my backyard. Mm -hmm. These are yeah. we didn't make these up. These are like if you read any like zoning stuff nationwide, like these are like pretty common terms for urban planning urban right. from urban urban planning professionals and people who go up against stuff like we're dealing with now, zoning yeah. ordinance changes and like big sweeping kind of like visionary like directional changes that the town is considering. Yeah. All right. So so Mike, maybe can you can you give us like and I know it's difficult, like a two or three minute kind of like version of like why we're why this whole like zoning rewrite is happening, like kind of like the backstory of like like what led up to all of this stuff. And then, and then, and then, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go from there, but I got yeah. some questions yeah. for Chris too. So I got the, the non-technical, non-boring answer is that every commissioner on the board of commissions right now ran two years ago on the premise that they will fix the zoning. The reason why is because our zoning was so horrible. It was literally causing mayhem with traffic. It was nothing but strip malls and cookie cutter subdivisions. Uh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite favorite descriptions of Nolansville, it's, it's not actually a town, it's just a collection of subdivisions, right? Because like we mm. live in Bank Creek, you live in Bank Creek, like Bank Creek is a little town in itself and there's another smaller Bank Creek just up the street in scales mm -hmm. and there's another, there, there's just collection of subdivisions and outside those subdivisions, it's one road, it's zoned the same way, it's just strip mall after strip mall after strip mall and everyone that has to get to that strip mall has to get on that same road and has to either drive south or north to get to it. Uh, so everyone realized that the zoning was mayhem. And like there, there, there is aspects of bad zoning because people didn't know any better. And there's just an aspect that was just, it was written a while ago. The updates weren't happening uh, drastically enough like they should have been. Uh, and like we had a whole entire zone. We had this principle of like every time we annex a property in, we would annex them in as a state residential and said essentially making them undevelopable yeah. and it was like a placeholder and it, that it was set up that way because the zoning was the the the, the basic zoning was so incomplete that we wanted everybody to come in as a planned unit development so that we get to we get to plan each subdivision right we didn't want to have a all-encompassing code that people can just have by right we wanted our fingerprints on every little aspect of every subdivision so, so pause for a second just uh, i'm gonna like play dumb so i can like make sure people you know who are listening that are, are dumb like me know yeah so you said plan unit development pud pud we might say right so in the future that's a good reference like that's kind of like a, it's like a it's like a special thing that like needs the board of commissioners or the or board of mayor alderman to like review it in uniquely right it's like a right. consider it specially a, a unique thing off right. from zoning kind of so it's it, it, it's the idea behind it is that the the parcel that's being developed can't be developed uh to like to like ideal standards, so they have to write their own zoning mm -hmm. in order to do it in the most optimal way, and it's up to the boards, both PC and then uh, Boma at the time, to 
except their zoning, their small zoning rewrite for that parcel. Okay, great. Right. Sorry, sorry to stop you. Yeah. I think it's a great description. Uh, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, Boma actually favored PUDs. Our, our whole entire zoning yeah. was written to force everybody. Almost to every neighborhood that you see in right. existence in Nolensville today was a PUD. Bennington was the only one under yeah. Boma that was not a PUD. Yeah. Yeah. So, but Boma favored them mainly because it it, it opened up a, from my understanding, just and watching meetings historically, um, it opened up a negotiation. Yeah. So it, it basically it forced the developer to come to the table and be willing to like you know make some concessions on things. It allowed Boma to have their their finger, uh, so to speak, on on how the development would look, feel, build out, and whether it would connect to another and who, neighborhood and, or and, not, and who and when. Right? Yeah. So they, they they were able to decide who. Who built, who built at what it, time? And at what time? Uh, which I, I actually don't hate the process. I like the idea of, of uh, micromanaging the big, like if if, uh, if another Bank Creek comes along, I like the idea of, of two boards coming together and micromanaging the type of project. Uh, just because you shouldn't have cookie cutter stuff. Yeah. But to continue on with the zoning stuff, every, every, every member of the BOC ran on the premise of changing it. Uh, they hired, uh, they hired a really good consultant, a consultant that's very well known. They actually designed West Haven. I think they did Columbia's uh, zoning. They did, I think they're doing Cool Springs rezoning. Uh, and what they do in Florida too? They do. They do a bunch in Florida. The guy that uh, Brian Wright, the guy that, that that's uh, the the chief uh, operating officer there, uh, actually worked under. Mr. Speck that wrote Suburban Nation, which is like the gospel for urban planners, right? It's about like mixed use and, and uh, solvency and just, it's a really nice, it's a really good company. And Haley Gillick was actually on the, on the committee that hired them, which was shocking. But now there's this big push because, uh, because the, the, the zoning we read is such a drastic change that all the NIMBYs are saying that this company sucks. Like this company's no good. They gave us a boilerplate uh, zoning update. Uh, they didn't do a good job. Brian's not a good speaker. Like it's just like, it's basically trashing a guy that's like nationally, like, re nationally known. Right, but like regionally accepted as yeah. the top dog of of of, of, of uh, zoning. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so now we're we're in a place where uh, we we went from land use zoning, so zoning in a way that allows different types of uses in different places, right? So you have your commercial zones where you can only have commercial, you have your residential zones, can only have residential, uh, office and industrial, uh, government services. It was all very separate, all very very unique in its sense. And we're going it's, like, it's like little like, like blotches on a map, basically. Right. Like this is here, and there's a line, and here's, this is here. Right. And then it needs a buffer between, like this use it needs a 75 foot buffer between this use, and it's, ve it's very, uh, it's, ve it's very old school. I mean, it's very 1960s, 70s, 80s, right? It's mm -hmm. that very cookie cutter type of zone, uh, and we and this new zoning is form-based zoning. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily care what the use is. It cares what it looks like. So that's why they call it char uh, character districts. So it focuses on the aesthetics of the street, the, the streetscape, the height of the building, the setbacks between the buildings, the setback from the road. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really care what happens inside the building. Which yep. I think that's fair. Like, why? Why does the government care what happens inside the building, as long as 
obviously like you have your nuisance, right? So you don't want you don't want to have like a lithium ion plant next next to a, a daycare that backs up to a subdivision, right? That makes no sense. So there's public safety issues there that this this zoning uh, ordinance addresses. But like the government shouldn't care if like you have uh, an office in like a mixed use development on the first floor and then you have and then you live upstairs like why would the government care about that so so to kind of like equate this back to something interesting that i think a lot of people who might watch or listen to this would 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 relate to what you're what you're saying is like the free market is an effective way of determining what works or doesn't work in certain in, mo in many situations in other right. words, the government shouldn't doesn't need to not not that they should or shouldn't even they don't need to right slow, to, to, yeah, to, to a your point. point to a point yeah, yeah exactly they, they can protect public safety, but um, I think a lot of people who are maybe against some of these zoning uh, issues at the same time would be would be proponents of the I, the concept of free market and and I am. I am a bleeding heart liberal. I'll admit it right on this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, but but at the same time, I'm not free market to a certain extent, especially in small towns mm -hmm. uh, where where again I like small business. I like the idea of being an entrepreneur. All those kinds of things. I think they should be left alone. And if you want to build a business and you can support it, I don't think the government should not let you do that. Again, as long as it's not a you know a real I, yeah, I, I think a, a, a great example um, of of how our zoning wasn't working um, was the uh, you're gonna have to tell me what the name was the candle shop. Nella Moon. Nella yes, Nella Moon. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I when I you know was still involved in the brewery, I was I watched the the gentleman who was trying to redevelop that particular building and. Um, you know, he came in with this concept of wanting like a retail shop downstairs and then like he was going to split level it with like office space, office right? space and, and it was going to be like a doctor or like right. some sort of medical use. It was upstairs. like a, it, it, a med, med I, spa or something. Yeah. I think we don't have to mention exactly what, <laughs> oh, what it was going <laughs> So it was going to be a very specific. It business. was. It was. Let's just say it was for women. <laughs> yes, for women only. Yeah. Um, but very trendy. Very trendy thing for yes. women only. Yeah. But um, <laughs> not not only did he run into some like issues with like how many parking spaces he had to have, but like also there was like this pushback on, well, like the retail works that's allowed in the historic district, but like the office space and that particular use doesn't really work. And in fact, there was and, going to be two stories instead of one. Correct. And right. so there were just all these issues of like, I mean, and I, I, I remember sitting in the the Bo, like the Bowman meeting, looking at this presentation and seeing this like beautiful architecture, like he was taking this rundown, yeah, crappy looking old building and rehabbing it, the putting a bunch of money into it, and the building looks fantastic now. It looks calling awesome. It, calling it a building from what he started is, yes. is being kind like, of... But like, like Joanna Gaines would like marvel yeah. at like he, the, he, the, he the went, redesign went, of this building. He and, went farm style chic. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, it's, and it's beautiful. And like Nella Moon is a beautiful shop. I've bought a lot of candles there. But the moral of the story is like the zoning as it was did not allow him as a business owner and, and an entrepreneur to come in and like optimize optimize the right. space. And so 
I think we had a lot of people running after the charter change who all looked at situations like that because it, it that's a dime a dozen it happened a million times yeah and said you know what enough is enough it's it's it we have to do something about zoning because like our town is not going to move forward we're not going to get the kind of businesses that we really want uh if we have this zoning issue Dude, and, I, I just thought of something we have to mention this because it's going to resonate with pretty much 14 out of the 15,000 people living in this town the greatest example of bad zoning is that empty parking lot just on the road from there. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that parking lot only exists 100%. because Port Belly was originally supposed to be office space or, some, or something like that. Yeah. They weren't supposed to be a restaurant at first. And because he changed uses mid-project, he a different parking lot requirement or parking spot requirement got applied to a restaurant. And he needed more parking spots. So he took that empty lot there and created a parking, parking lot with a pad like an envelope pad for a building that he has absolutely no intention of building yeah and like that and that is the very heart of our town right now there's a there's a there's a storage shed from smuckers that you can yep. take photos in front of so it kind of works for like two months <laughs> right. out of the year but there that is an empty parking lot in the heart of our historic district yeah. that everybody loves and claims that's the small town charm and it's there because of horrible zoning so it needed to be changed but that parking lot is the butt of more jokes online oh yeah, that's, oh, yeah. like than most things in town like, so forget the broken wheel just yeah. have to just put the empty <laughs> the parking, parking lot. lot yeah so so let's 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 talk a little bit more though now let's let's move to uh zoning rewrite kind of what that's happened and i know that we're probably going to have to make this like two segments here yeah because uh, we're already running up on uh, close to time um, i know right uh but but to kind of catch us up to speed right now, most important things are um, about a year ago from when we were recording this, uh, the town took the first steps or the kind of started the process of mm -hmm. rewriting all this, addressing these issues, this, this craziness. Uh, the idea that traffic is horrendous, part of that is because there's a ton of suburban sprawling neighborhoods with right. strip malls that serve them all with parking lots. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much our town. Um, and... Uh, there's you could continue down that path mm -hmm. um, and we we've already seen what that path gets us because mm -hmm. we're in it right now we live it every day um, or do we do something different um, and the zoning rewrite was an attempt to kind of codify codify however you say it that idea the, of doing something different yeah. um, so I know uh, about a year ago um, <laughs> Nolensville had an event called Planapalooza, mm -hmm. which was like a, a several day event where they invited um, basically anybody who wanted to show up right. to provide input and, 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 and get involved and provide their ideas um, and, and really kind of kick off the process of, of discussing what, what needs to be done. Again, concrete ideas, solutions. Uh, it was, uh, as far as I know, it was, there was no like, it wasn't a complaint fest about traffic. We all, we all know what right. the issues are. No, in fact, I don't think anybody like on any side of any issue here in town has a disagreement about like what the issues are or what the problems are. Right. And I think again, to kind of go back to what we had talked about in a previous segment, uh, about the election, like trying to make people agree with you is not like a like a, a platform for getting elected. Like no one's disagreeing with traffic is bad, right? Uh, you know, at rush hour or at lunchtime on Nolensville Road on the weekends or whatever you want to say. Um, it was an attempt to have concrete new ideas mm -hmm. because we know what we've gotten already. Let's try something new. 
Um, and so they had they had that that process about a year ago. Yeah. And you guys you guys stop me or tell me if, when I'm wrong because I, I know it was probably over. It was like August probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they had that event, and then and then um, they kind of like collected concepts i even read the notes of like public feedback on 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 all of that stuff. i went to like pretty much every single meeting in plan palooza yeah which interestingly enough i this was in my public comments uh, at the planning commission meeting last night but um there was a there's a there's a gentleman who has been very vocal about his opposition to right. rushing their zoning rewrite um, and how this is no one knows about all this stuff and and it almost felt like an episode of Parks and Rec like when they have like the public forums for people <laughs> it literally felt like this because he volunteered to everyone that yeah I know no one knows about this yeah I know that uh, I knew about the Planapalooza event and I didn't go yeah. and yeah I knew about the the planning commission meeting <laughs> after that and yeah i didn't go to that either yeah. but i'm still mad right that no one that, you know it, it's like dude, my opinion wasn't heard yeah, yeah. it's like at it's all like, the opportunities that yeah, I had yeah. To give yeah. It. yeah and so and so it, it just it's it's very frustrating but anyway this pl- this zoning you're right is an attempt to to fix problems and, mm-hmm. and and set a vision for the future um we hired consultants tpudc right, right who again you've already talked about their credentials um and they delivered a document a 400 and something page document mm-hmm. um with with basically a plan um back in june of early june, june i believe like, was that, like yeah er, earlier mid-june mm-hmm. early june we're, again we're recording this in like the middle to late july uh, of october not july, july. <laughs> uh and so it's been a long time uh, i did the math on my statements last night but uh, they delivered a document so far up up to before the planning commission meeting last night there have been around 50 amendments already to this document right have been made um and then we had the meeting last night they originally were planned to have already what voted on this mm-hmm. and then this would have already been passed on to the board of commissioners to vote on yep the second reading would have been what next month yep and that would have been it, right? Yeah, but well, it's, already, it's you, already been pushed back. You, you would need a public hearing in there, but you don't technically have to have it on a separate month. So you can do like, yeah, November, first reading, mid-November or late November, public hearing, early early December, second reading, and it's done. Right. So so technically, we could be getting close. We could sure. have been getting close yep. on getting this done. Uh, but based on my read of... Uh, what happened even last night? We're not we're not as close as we hoped. Some right. of us had hoped, uh, and some people yeah. want it to take longer. And I, I think it's important for people to understand, like, so why this is happening now is is not just because we had an election a couple years ago and like the government changed, right? This is also happening now because with new people coming in, there was a realization not only that our zoning was bad or just up outdated, but like also that there's only so much land available. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I think as, as people looked at both the financial realities of the town, which are limited, uh, just by the scope of like how we're currently set up and we're mainly driven by residential revenue and not commercial, um, how much land is left to be developed 
And I think I also think it was eye opening for a lot of people that got elected how many developers were actually banging on the doors <laughs> that were just being turned away. Yeah, like they didn't know you don't know until you're inside right. that once or, once yeah. people got involved and all of a sudden they saw like oh people actually really want to build here and are being told no um, for various reasons or being told no because like they just can't get around the zoning as it is. So um, I think the reason that there's a lot of disagreement right now on the future of zoning is um, mainly because people know on both sides of this issue that the way that we uh, set out going forward means that limited uh, available land is going to develop in a certain way. And yeah, that can potentially change the way the town looks. Um, but I think what a lot of people don't understand and where there's a lot of misinformation is it can also change the financial future of this town for the good or for the better. When you have a limited resource like land and that land gets used or eaten up because it's developed a certain way, now you're locked in. It can only be developed that way and it will only produce whatever that use is. And so if we don't look strategically at how those parcels get developed, we are locking ourselves into a financial future, you know, maybe 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, um, that that's very dangerous. And honestly, I think back to an earlier segment and another conversation we had, like, uh, that's why this election is so important is having people that understand that reality. Well, let's huge. Let's talk a little bit about, um, I, I would like to get into, we're going to run up on time, so we got to reset cameras one more time. I think we should do one more segment on this because okay. it's important. But uh, I, I want to I talk a little, I, I think the salient point in all this is a, a financial discussion yeah. of what, what does what our current zoning allows for right now look like 10 years from now versus what does, let's say the dirty word, density what what does that afford the town mm-hmm. that that again we're dealing with limited land that's that's a key point is that there's only so much this is not a huge mm-hmm. square square miles yeah we're talking 10, 10 square miles it's it's not very big yeah and so um and and so let's talk about like fiscal responsibility and what that looks like and and why we have a, a golden opportunity maybe right now to do something yeah. that 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 everyone's threatening about oh once you do this you can never go back but also i think from a positive side if we can make the right choices why right. if we do this right now we never will have to go back right um so let's let's take a, take a pause and then we'll we'll jump back in and we'll we'll talk about that all right we're back so uh we talked about how we're going to kind of discuss the like the financial side of a zoning degree, right? And, and density yeah. in particular, um, well, why that matters. There's a lot of people who are um, very anti-density. Interestingly, there's not a ton of people who are like aggressive about like pro-density. And I don't know if that's because maybe they don't understand the benefits of it or or if it's more just the nature of people who you're more fired up when you are you don't like something than you are yeah. when, you, when you like something. Yeah. Uh, so, f- to me, density, the reason why, I, re- residential, I've always, I've always subscribed to this line of thought. Residential is the devil you put up with in order to corner commercial, right? So, and the town has practiced this principle since it's in cooperation, right? So, you, you, uh, you approve enough residential units 
to corner in a Publix, a Kroger, right? Because those are the money makers. Uh, density works because, uh, I mean, I think Derek said it last night. It, it, like Carmel and Ghana did a study and it shows that mixed use development produces 60% more or 60 times more uh, revenue than a traditional strip mall with a subdivision behind it. It works because it, it, it creates people tend or not tend people always will shop locally right like you said like you 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 uh, focus in on shopping locally you want to help out small businesses mm -hmm. and if if Summerlin is where you live if Summerlin had a coffee house on Summerlin Drive mm -hmm. like would you drink coffee anywhere else no like, I you, go every you, time you walk in there and then that's that's the principle is people draw to their neighborhoods like I lived in Chicago for like 17 years and the, the running joke in Chicago is it's this huge city but you live within six blocks yeah. like you don't venture out you have your bars you have your coffee houses you have your lunch spot breakfast like it, it all happens within the six blocks of each other and that's the way mixed use works is that you, m the majority of your life happens close by uh, and you don't put you, you don't put the strain on on public services because you're not driving the roads you're not having accidents 10 miles out uh, you're 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 supplementing the economy because you you're more drawn to spending money locally so like i brew my own coffee because i'm not going to start up my car and drive a mile down the road like right. it's just not, like easy to brew coffee but if a coffee house was within a three minute walk of me like i'm not brewing coffee i'm gonna go spend the three dollars right. on a coffee right so you you're, you're stimulating the economy that way uh the financial part of that is so I told you guys that I, like during the during the break when you guys were set, were setting the cameras, I told you that this is going to be the first time I'm going to disagree with you on a podcast, and it's I don't believe that land is a, a finite or a finite resource here. I think that if you look at Franklin, it's like 200 something years old. Brentwood was incorporated in the 50s. Like we are only like 25, 26 years old. Like this is the baby version of Nolansville. It's right. going to continue to grow. Like Triune can't incorporate anymore i don't think there's like a law that after nolensville incorporated the state changed the incorporation laws to where you need to be able to like have your own fire or your own police department yeah uh, like triune's just not going to incorporate like we eventually will have the opportunity to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and at 10 mile, 10 square miles is has the potential to go into 40 50 square miles sure uh so like i don't believe that land does this as as scarce as it, as it is, and I also don't think that it's make it or break it. Uh, I'm actually watching what's happening with the rezone. I'm actually in favor of just scrapping it and saying, screw it, wait. Like if if, yeah. if we can't agree, if this is causing this much issue, and if we can't agree on a simple common sense idea that density will pay for itself, and that mixed use is infinitely better than a big box store, then it's pointless even coming to a debate table because yeah. if one side things that the Nolensville charm is a Home Depot on Kid and Nolensville Road, and that's the way to fix traffic and stimulate the local economy, then it's pointless even even compromising with from that starting point. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, if I had it my way, if I was the czar of Nolensville, I would say, let's, let's stop it. Like, don't, like, let's not grow our borders right now. Let's not give vested rights further. Let, whatever happens happens with our crappy current zoning until we as a town agree that the common sense thing to do is to stop the sprawl stop the infinite resource drain of like spreading people further apart from each other uh, and agree that 
if you want a town and if you want a small town charm, mm -hmm. you have to draw people closer together. Like, so the thing about the small town charm is that people constantly re refer to it as Nolansville. It's our small town charm. Like, you don't think freaking Franklin has small town charm? Like every time I go there, I have I'm like giggling the whole time. It's it's like dumb Mayberry, right? You're walking down the sidewalk. Yeah. It's like this is phenomenal. I feel like I'm 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 in some sitcom. Mm -hmm. uh, like they have small town charm. They're much bigger than us. It's all mixed use. Like they have cool springs that is just apartment on top of apartment. Like why? Like it. That what drives me nuts is that the starting point of the discussion is such a laughable point that I'm just not willing to discuss it at this point anymore. It's like. If you're telling me that your idea of fixing Nolensville is to have a big box store on one of the most premier and legendary corners of Nolensville, like the that's that's the Nichols corner, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're telling me that 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 your idea for Nolensville, your vision for Nolensville is to zone that to where you have a big box store, like that's a joke. Like it's yeah. 2022. I haven't bought and uh, I haven't bought anything other than food and maybe like hardware, like hardware store stuff, like you know, lumber or building materials that wasn't online since like 2020. Like it just, you just don't buy anything inside of big boxes anymore. So. Well, I do, I do think, uh, and not to interrupt, no, you go but ahead. like, I, I do think to your point, um, you know, Brentwood, older municipality, Franklin, older municipality. Way older, all right. Um, but I, I do think that it's interesting. Like we always like run into this issue of like comparing ourselves to Brentwood or Franklin and saying like, well, we don't want to be like Franklin, or some people say we don't want to be like right. Franklin. We don't want to be Brentwood, um, and then some people are like, "Well, you know, like we do want to be like Brentwood or Franklin." And I think there's probably a mix when you look at like if you were to poll everyone that lives here, there's probably a mix of, of like that sentiment. Right. Um, but I do think what's interesting is like, fine, maybe we don't want to be exactly like either one of those places, but they've existed a lot longer than of us, than either of us. So. It, it at the end of the day like they have uh gone through all of the growing pains they have gone through all of these debates and if you look right now what they are currently trying to figure out how to place in their municipalities it's mixed use both of them like franklin has some big mixed use going on on yeah on like the the what i guess it's the eastern side of the city the Brent, whole McEwen area, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brentwood is like trying to figure out how to do some mixed use stuff. Um, obviously, like there's debates going on in those two places about like whether or not they want apartments or more apartments or how big they're getting and all that kind of stuff. But I think the 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 realities is Franklin realized at some point that hey, the financial ramifications of building suburban sprawl with just single family homes and big box shopping centers is not sustainable. Right. Even in a place where you're located right off a highway and you're drawing tons and tons of traffic from other places. Mm -hmm. so, and you have all the history behind you. Right. Yeah. So I just I, I think it's important for people to understand that like the proponents of saying that like mixed use is the way to go, we're not just coming at this from like a well, we're young and like we grew up living in the city at some point in our lives like ten years ago. And so like or you grew up in Chicago, and so you right. want to bring like these like urban politics to like Nolensville. Like it's not that at all. It's literally just like this is a playbook that we're looking at other municipalities that at some point were smaller, have a historic downtown, and also are, they are now saying like, look, this is the way to maximize what land you have available. Yeah. And like Franklin doesn't have 
Like, yes, they can annex, you know, the same way Nolansville can annex into the future. Franklin has their own boundaries. So they're trying to figure out what to do with what land they have left and how to maximize its use from a revenue standpoint. I think Nolansville should be asking those questions. And um, I don't disagree with you. I think Nolansville will probably be much bigger in the future than we are now. And so, like, there there is opportunity for us to grow the boundary and, like, from a revenue standpoint, increase in that in that same way. Um, but if we simply take the playbook we're playing by right now and it simply expand the boundary, guess what we get? Just bigger problems. Right. Like the current playbook that we are operating from does not work because we are sitting 20 years in and we have a financial issue that we have to figure out how to deal with or else 20 years from now, we're just going to be 40 years old and have the same problems, if not worse. Yeah. So two, two points. Number one, like to, to, you talked about having a playbook. Uh, you know, I used to, to do a lot of work. Um, I had a, a side business where I was, I, I used in a previous life, I was a professional, professional drummer and I was teaching drummers how to become professional musicians. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even here in Nashville, like becoming a professional musician is perceived as like one of the most impossible things to do. It's very hard to do, but what I taught people and what led to other people's success and what led to my success was finding people who were successful at doing those things and then saying, what, what did, what are the common threads and what did they do? Even a very difficult thing. And honestly, I think becoming a professional musician is harder than being a a fiscally solvent town. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, It's statistically less likely to be a professional musician than it is for a town to be solvent. But you've got to have a playbook. You've got to have a plan. doesn't mean you have to be the same thing as that. Uh, you know, I, I can look at the drummer who was the drummer for uh, Justin Timberlake or whoever. Um, I, sound, I sound, probably sound old by just even saying that. But, <laughs> like, it doesn't mean I'm going to be that artist's drummer. It mm-hmm. means I'm going to do something similar as far as, like, what I'm able to achieve. That's all, like, I think, what you're saying. We have a playbook. Yeah. It's not, we're not trying to copy Franklin or Brentwood. We're not trying to be those things. We're, we're trying, try- to, trying to take stuff that works. And apply it to to our print to our yeah yeah we try to accomplish goals that are similar I think that's yeah. probably a fair way of describing it um, but uh, you you said you were going to disagree with us and then you mentioned that you don't necessarily disagree with Mike about uh, you know uh, the idea we could expand uh, our footprint right. uh, mm-hmm. as far as and and I, I've mentioned this before again I, I said in a previous segment even about how I I have a terrible memory so I have like mantras that I live by. Um, or when I find an idea that I love, I kind of like see everything through that lens. Um, you know, I was introduced to the idea of like the, what they call it, the, like the development Ponzi scheme or whatever, the idea of like, you know, you we all, keep growing. Yeah. We all yeah. know what a Ponzi scheme is, right? Yeah. Where like you have a fake investment vehicle where you trick people into saying, Hey, I can guarantee you a certain return mm-hmm. if you just invest your money. And what you've really done is you've, you've made that lie before. And when you, when I get your money, I just say, Chris, I, I can guarantee your investment and you give me all your money and I've already guaranteed Mike the same return. Yep. I have no way of doing that. So I just take your money and give more to Mike so he gets his return. And then since I've got your money and oh, oh no, and now I've got to figure out how to give Chris his money back, I have to go find somebody else mm-hmm. to take their money. And that's yeah. from a from a development fiscal perspective, that's what Nolansville has been doing for a couple of decades now um, with our current path. And so what I see, like you mentioned, like if we continue, continue down the same path and we do expand our footprint, 
that just causes more problems. Like metaphorically, what I see that is, is like you've run out of investors and now you've got to take on debt to pay that. And you've taken out a loan now because you, you just all of a sudden acquired a liability that you don't really know. Yeah right now what you're going to do about it so you just borrow from somebody else and i think that's like the biggest like the the i alluded to this like when i was like teasing this segment but like the opportunity we have right now is that like there are enough people who are looking and saying like sounding alarm bells like 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 right now we can we can foresee a a yes we have uh you mentioned like whatever 27 million dollars in the bank or whatever it is right now but look at how we've gotten here. Like there is a there is a limit to achieving what we have right now, and we need to do something different yep. because this will this method of of achieving what we've gotten will not last. Yeah. So we've got to think about something different. All right. So so but let's let's move on a little bit because we got to cover like the actual planning commission meeting <laughs> yeah. last night. Yeah. All right. So they've had a chance a few times to look at the zoning rewrite. They've kind of pushed back several times. Last night, can anyone really make sense of what happened? The same same thing has been happening. It's it's one of those things where it's like if you want to prolong the process, what you do is you start debating things that don't really mean much to most people. They mean a lot to the people presenting it, but they may, they take on that they they are willing to die on that hill, right? So it's like it could be it, it could be light bulb hues, it could be parking minimums, right? So they they take on this. They, they take on the issue and they fight and fight and fight and they know that there's a time on it because they, in their bylaws they cannot vote past 1030. Mm-hmm. So the more time you kill, the more likely it is that you have to yeah, pass on. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I listened to a 30 minute debate on whether or not we could have a three or four story building based on the pitch of the roof. It was an attic roof. So but, like, I mean, it's just, it's finding like just kind of uh ancillary topics or ancillary things that you can bring up for amendment yeah uh, that was the strategy at least i saw last night it was okay. like what what are the ways that i can angle this argument and like just draw this out so that we don't actually have to vote on this thing tonight yeah and so like i'll preface this by saying that i'm like comically impatient like mm-hmm. i'm the most impatient person in the world uh, to me these meetings are the most ineffective use of anyone's time in there. They, the, these meetings, if you watch any any other meetings, if you watch the school board, the county commission, uh, anything, it's always, Robert's rules are, you you get the floor, you present your amendment, you get a second, you have the opportunity to weigh in why you presented the amendment or explain the amendment, and then everybody votes. Like there, there's rules where everybody gets the floor twice for five minutes if it's like a heated topic. But it's supposed to be, present the amendment, explain the amendment, vote. And we don't do it that way. We, we, like, I saw Travis Blunt yesterday trying to write an amendment on a spot. He was like, are you guys okay with four units? Do you guys want to do net density or, or net, yeah, net density or gross density? Yep. It's like, he, like, dude, one of them's in, like, you don't have to talk about this because one of them is already in the zoning ordinance. So either propose a change or shut the hell up at that point. Like, yep. he's trying to write the ordinance as you're sitting there mm-hmm. and it takes 25 minutes for him to, like, apologize profusely for the entire time. And it drives me nuts. Watching these meetings drives me, drives me up a wall because it's like, 
even if you're not trying to kill time, what you're doing is you're killing time until right. you run out of time and you can't vote on this. Well, you're only you you know you can only like claim ignorance until you're not ignorant anymore. Maybe this is one more time where like you can be called out. You know what I mean? Like like you can say, oh, I, I really care about this, mm -hmm. but now here it is. Oh hey, even if you didn't know before, now you know. Yeah. Like you're killing and, and like, I mean that was my public comments last night. Right. Was you are. Like whether you mean to or not, you are mm -hmm. wasting time on things that don't matter. And it's again, it's it's not like it's not a hard. Uh, uh, again, we talked about how we're going to talk about the things that that people won't talk about. Like you know, uh, Travis Blunt was was definitely an opponent of much of what Better Knowledgeville was doing, and right. was very much associated yep. with people who were doing things the their way. And so it's not a far stretch to assume that he does not want the zoning rewrite to happen at all. Right. Uh, because that's pretty much the crowd that is yeah. against. And found every every angle he could take to stall and I mean, yes, what did they do yesterday? They, 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 they have that even if they pass it, the BOC cannot vote Correct. on this until they have another meeting to pass the minutes that's like okay. the biggest so, let, let's take a time out because that that's like very i think it's yeah. very important we got to yeah. explain that in detail so so they 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 established a condition basically last night that said even if we pass this zoning ordinance us the us meaning the planning commission we we also need another meeting to approve the minutes of yes. this meeting before the board of commissioners can can vote to pass this yeah and i think for context the way this normally goes right is planning commission or the pc as we like to call them mm -hmm. planning commission passes anything that's supposed to go on they pass a plan that plan is a recommendation right. to the board of commissioners to then like codify the plan mm -hmm. right board of commissioners actually makes it legal um so the planning commission last night somehow i don't know if this is legal or not somehow our, our town attorney thinks it's legal <laughs> we'll find out yeah but um the planning commission that that's not the the normal system isn't good enough uh, according, according to a few of their standards and so what they put in place was even if we vote on this tonight and we recommend it to the boc we want to wait until town staff takes the time to write up all the minutes, which usually takes a few weeks. So there's a delay. Yeah, they have to watch it, record yeah, it. Because they have to watch the meeting, write all the minutes out, and then publish the minutes publicly. And then then the chair of the planning commission, because he's the only one legally allowed to call a special meeting, will call a special meeting. The one whose idea was to do this? Correct, right. yes. Okay. And he's yeah. the one who brought this this particular condition up. And so his idea was like, here's this condition. I'm the only one that can call the meeting to vote on the minutes. And we won't let the BOC actually vote on this until these minutes are approved. And let's just hope that nine people's schedules can actually align. Well, let's... Let's let's Cuz I also heard the chair say last night that he couldn't make a certain date for a meeting because of his own personal schedule. Yeah, let, let's so. let's stretch our imaginations and play devil's advocate. What what non-delay related reason is there for putting that condition on what 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 is There's can, none. Can you imagine a reason why? If I was so if I was tasked to come up with a reasonable reason to get the my base to to at least 
not laugh at me for it would be like I want everyone to read through the minutes to realize what they did like right so you want everyone to kind of sleep on it isn't that kind it. of isn't that kind of like arrogant though it, it, it's it's, ex best? it's extremely demeaning like people up there voting on this stuff. Sure. Like, like i know better than you you need like, to think about what you are, know, are you I'm, sure you want to do like like my bs detector just is like off the charts when i like listen to this back uh after watching it last night because i was already enraged last night when i saw this <laughs> happening live yeah but like just hearing it again i'm just like oh my gosh like we this actually happened this this, this uh, i didn't you i have didn't to hear it but you have to think about it in context right the chair of the pc was asking for this condition to be put in place that he controls the timeline of right not the timeline he controls the, the when it happens right so he that's yeah, the timeline that's the, the timeline that's the time immigrant, immigrant. I'm an immigrant. <laughs> but he so he controls when this happens and that is after they just heard an hour's worth of public comments of people telling the pc slow the zoning ordinance down yeah. slow it down slow it down slow it down yeah. so literally like there are and at another point in the meeting, the chair also spoke up and said, I can't vote in conscience on some particular parts of the zoning ordinance because I keep hearing people say that they want us to slow this down or I'm not in favor of this. So, so let, let me call that out because because I was there last night. Yep. My perception was the public comments were about 50-50 mm -hmm. on no, stop I mean, delaying and start. But let me, let me say this. So stop delaying or or slow it down. So 50-50 on who, what they want the PC to do. If you're on that PC, you're going to hear what you want to hear, right? You're going to hear yeah, what you're... Sure. You're, you're empowered, that point, but you get empowered by like opinion, right? Yeah, right, yeah. So, but, but the thing that, that gets me is um, I heard, again, I was at a public forum for Lisa the other night, and I heard so many questions that were doubting the zoning rewrite that equated... They said, uh, for example, uh, we're going to put, if we get higher density, uh, the schools are going to have to be, have to be rezoned because they're overcrowded. And, and, and our kids who expect to go to this school, their friends aren't going to go there anymore. Yeah. And I asked the question, well, if the zoning doesn't happen, are the schools not going to be overcrowded anymore? The answer was no. It's this equation of, of let's find a problem with the other side and point out that that's a problem with their side mm -hmm. without acknowledging that it, the same problem. It's like sure. a math equation for me. Sure. It's 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 yeah. literally like if, if if both sides of the equal sign have the same you have know, opposites or the same whatever you 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 eliminate it. Right. It's the same idea. It's like you don't if it's true about both sides, then you don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Right. You don't but have a point. If, if, there is if, no yeah. point. And 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 I've seen that so many times with this zoning ordinance it's, it's if you do this this is good if you do this traffic is, is going to be a problem five years from now well guess what right. traffic's going to be a problem five years from now because because of what decisions made, were made 10 years ago right right not not anything to do with the zoning right the zoning's trying to fix that i think my biggest problem with the meeting last night um and, and then we can wrap up because mm -hmm. i'm sure we're close but mm -hmm. like my biggest problem and this goes back to some stuff we were talking about, you know, in another uh, uh, segment or episode. Like, um, what what I heard from a lot of people who are, are, are anti-growth or anti-density or that kind of side of the debate was a lot of talk about the number of units and how big something can be built on a piece of land 
if this amount of acreage can be used and this amount of acreage is floodplain, but they can count all the density. Like I heard a lot of like talk about like just how things are going to look and feel. And I heard very little talk about what, what zoning really needs to be focused on, which is how is it going to financially impact the town? Yeah. And so like, I think you have some people involved that are making a very good case for uh, why we should zone a certain way because it is creating the most uh, adaptable environment for us to actually grow as a town in a fiscally responsible way that gives us the best opportunity to get the most revenue extracted from what land we have right now. Yeah. And then I hear a bunch of people saying, well, yeah, but if we go that way, like the town is going to look different or it's going to feel different. And it's like, yes, it will. That's, that's just a fact. Like we can't change that for anyone, but like, I think everyone needs to understand, like if we don't go that way, we risk like some very big and real things happening, which is like the town's going to feel really different if you have a fire at your house and we don't have an adequate fire department because we can't actually fund it at the level that it needs to be. You know, the town's going to feel very different if you don't have a police, um, you know, patrol at a certain hour of night. Yeah. Which, by the way, that's not a like an unrealistic thing. Dude. Two years ago, yes. we didn't have police running around twenty four seven. There were hours we didn't have coverage. Yeah, I went to a meeting one time and I heard them. The update was like, "Oh, surprise! We finally have twenty four seven coverage." Yeah, like this, like we're not. We're not making this stuff up. Like there are literally times in our history where we didn't have police on on call twenty four seven. We didn't have fire on call twenty four seven. Like. This is not a joke. It's a reality. Uh, and uh, it can be another reality if we grow residents without growing revenue. Right. And we will grow residents regardless because Correct. we're already zoned. I, I'm going to say one thing and then I'll let, I'll let Mike, I'll let you have the last word uh, on this. Uh, I was encouraged when I, I was at the planning commission meeting last night. Uh, I, I, I found it interesting. Me, I think I represent like a, a what you would call a younger crowd maybe. And there were a few people who, who spoke from that perspective. Right. Um, but then there were also... Um, some people who are in the middle, I think, and, and, and a majority of the people who were against the zoning and wanted to slow things down were, they were people who've been here for let's, let's say like 20 years or so. Um, but every single person who stood up, who said, my family's been here for generations. I've been here for, hmm. we've been here for 60, 70, maybe sometimes more than that years. All of them were in favor of just moving forward because you know Why? Compared to where they were when they first came in here, yeah, the town has already done what everyone's so scared of now. Right. They're like, look, there's a benefit now. Like they've already been through it, and they actually see that it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, let's let's just keep going. Plus, it's like money in the bank. I like so. If you want me to close with something funny, I I can give you something funny. Yeah, uh, I'll throw a bone out to every NIMBY out there. When you go up to make public comments, stop reading off of the neg email blast just stop like we've people, all seen it by the way you yeah. think we haven't seen it we actually have that, seen it. that email goes to more people than you think it does uh yeah we always see the, people, every email people have tried i've been part of two movements in town already the insider movement and the bn movement people have on every step of the way on every issue there's at least one or two people that wanted to do a email blast to the supporters and every single time I stepped in and said, don't do that because it, it doesn't sound genuine. You sound like you're parroting an idea. And when you get proven wrong, your whole entire movement gets killed off. You can end it there. All right. We'll end <laughs> it there. Thanks for watching.